and let's see if, oh yeah, if I just turn it up here, there's the music we've all been waiting for because, as you know, at 9.15, Lou Moore joins me here on the Path of State and Local Sovereignty to talk about the latest and greatest news from SecureVote.News. Good morning, Lou. Let's make sure your microphone's on. Go ahead, Missouri. Good morning, all. How are you? Uh, excuse me. Great. Yeah, great. I'm all choked up here. So <laughs> just emotional about being with you today. Well, yeah. Well, I thought it was that marvelous story I told about traveling up Castle Hill in the winter. I, I was hanging on myself. <laughs> on the edge of your For seat. dear life. <laughs> well, that you have just a boatload of great stories, Lou. I'm excited to talk about them. Go right ahead with your, your first one. Okay. And about assert themselves or who have. You know, that's a theme of this show, I believe, if I'm correct That's about right. That. Local sovereignty is where it's at, folks. So, uh, of all places, South Dakota has become the front lines in a big way uh, behind the effort that a lot of us have been involved with to uh, restore hand counts to our elections and get rid of the tabulators. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Fall River County in South Dakota, I think it's like 10,000 people or something like that, uh, they're defying the state... And their board of supervisors voted 5-0 to, and this institute hand counts, and they had a, a big clinic, I think the same day, and uh, they're training people all over the state. But this has been an ongoing story. The uh, uh, county recorder of Meade County, South Dakota, has claimed that he was threatened in a most specific way by a state, and he had the state attorney, I guess, come to their board meeting and chew them out and filibuster, and they didn't end up voting. That's another smaller county. But, you know, South Dakota is about as red state as you can get. But that is the fallacy about this red state, blue state thing. I mean, we're sitting here in Utah. Uh We have a couple of issues here, too. But anyway, pretty interesting. Well, I'm excited about it and encouraged by that story because that is a local group basically taking control of their turf and getting control of their turf back. And I, I, I'm interested, I'm going to go look at their state law, because here in Utah we have a state law which commands election officers to conduct the elections primarily by mail, that, that shall conduct, right, primarily by mail. And so our election officers here, meaning county clerks and city recorders, they're more or less required to conduct them by mail. I w- I'd be interested to look at South Dakota law and see if they have a similar statute or not. Because maybe it doesn't seem like it. Because, I, I wouldn't uh, think so, but yeah. who who knows? But I mean, I would love it if one of our county clerks in Utah would buck the system and allow a precinct to to conduct their own election and 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 and, and report the returns to the county clerk and have them roll up in the normal election. I mean, I'd be willing to do that as a precinct organizer, community organizer. God bless. My... I'll be your bodyguard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. You know, you look at, at these election stories on a, in a constant, on a concentrated basis, which is the opportunity that SecureVote.News affords people. Uh-huh. You realize that there's some uh, overarching themes. There's some, I call them things they want, uh-huh. they're not meaning us. And one of them is to have prisoners vote, Lowell. Oh, really? Yeah, in prison. Why uh-huh. not? And you could do some, uh, you know, possibly could still do some canvassing there, sell to sell. I don't know as a candidate. Uh-huh. But anyway. Uh, so the Biden administration is working with them oh. to see what they could do to bring about more prison voting. There's been a couple of suits filed uh, because many of the NGOs are not have not been disclosed by the Biden administration that they are working with. Mm-hmm. The uh, the League of Women Voters, which we used to call the League of Witchy Vipers, 
uh, <laughs> they are uh, ground zero with this, of course. But anyway. Well, typically, Lou, isn't it the case that if you're convicted of a felony, then don't you lose the, your privileges to vote as a, a, until you've served your prison term? Or is it for life that you, you, you I mean, I mean, once you pay your reparations, it seems to me that you should be able to, to vote again, right? I mean, if you paid your debt to society, it, your debt to society yeah. then you extinguish that debt. Shouldn't you be able to vote again? So I don't know. It seems to me that I, I, I'm not a big, a big proponent of, of a felon who's serving time voting, uh, but after he pays his debts to society, then I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, really? I'm talking about working in the prisons, oh. so uh, in the federal prisons. Boy, you got a captive audience there. Yeah, you do indeed. So anyway, <laughs> uh, keep watching that story. So uh, another one, I mean, there's 16-year-old voting. There's several of these weird proposals that just keep popping up, keep popping up. But one that's not so weird anymore is non-citizens voting. And that's already starting to happen. And in fact, in San Francisco, alone, a, a fine mm. American city, uh, they have uh, put the first non-citizen on their elections board in San Francisco. Mm. So she is now an official of the city of San Francisco, but is not a citizen of our country. Well, to, uh, so let me provide some counterpoint there, Lou. Maybe that's a good thing <laughs> because you, know, you have a third-party, independent, objective person helping to administer the elections. <laughs> Wouldn't, well, you know, and uh, plus— Am I in the wrong building? <laughs> did that? No. Okay, one, one other point. <laughs> let me put this out there. You know, some of the best, most liberty-loving, adamant patriots in this country are those which came from other countries having lived under dictatorship and tyranny for part, at least part of their lives, they come here and they say they're some of the best patriots we've got. I didn't get that vibe off of this person. <laughs> okay. <a little. laughs> okay. It's the vibes. No, it's anyway. the vibes. Okay. Uh, and this okay. is not what you're talking about. Okay. And well, really, I think so. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so another story with that same backdrop, the Secretary of State of Arizona, Adrian Fontes, not exactly a sterling character his, himself, um, he was uh, quoted... Uh, uh, defending a system now that's all over the country. I wasn't aware of this. Federal law, this is, again, a federalism and a state mm -hmm. sovereignty mm -hmm. gone awry issue. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, a federal law, the Motor Voter Act, uh, where they register people, that the states have to register people at the DMV type of deal. Uh, that act says that you cannot um, restrict uh, non-citizens from voting in a federal election. In other words, they're not supposed to vote in it, but all you can do is ask them. Yeah, it's, it's, Every state has that, but it's a little more pertinent to Arizona. And people figure in, I think it was 2022, that 5,000 of these federal-only people voted. Now, some states don't have it set up to where you can do that. Mm, but it, uh -huh. and I guess there's 30,000 people registered that way who have said they've taken an oath. It's kind of like what's going on down at the border. Mm. They've taken an oath. I am an American art. It might be in Spanish or uh, who knows. But uh, uh, anyway, not good. Yeah, not good. You know, that, that that's very concerning. I had no idea that that was the case until you pointed out this great article on securevote.news there, Lou. And I believe the federal government believes they have authority to mandate this to the states based on Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution, which is the Times, Places, and Manners Clause. Now, this clause, I just want to throw this in here, Lou, because I did a whole show 
on on this very clause. It's it's misunderstood, widely misunderstood, and anybody who reads the clause thinks that the Hava and the Motor Voter Act is all constitutional. Well, that's wrong. We have we have taken that bait hook, line, and sinker, and it's wrong. I'll tell you why. It was very controversial during the ratification debate, but it was designed to address the possibility that states might refuse to hold any federal elections at all and thus eliminate Congress and, by extension, the federal government. This is also addressed in Federalist Number 59. In fact, many of the original 13 states proposed constitutional amendments that would have confined the Times, Places, and Manners Clause to situations in which state failure to hold elections threatened the continued existence of Congress. Now, if a state holds elections for federal officers, federal members of the Congress, the, then the feds may not come in and dictate anything to that state. That clause is totally misunderstood today, and, and we folks, we need to have a better grasp on that very fact in order and to, to repudiate the HAVA and the motor voter law, because the feds should not be telling us how to conduct our elections. Well, you know, it's interesting to me, Lowell, I totally agree with you, but where you have these federal interventions that are, mm -hmm. it's almost kind of a spiritual thing. There's always bad things happen yeah. around these interventions. And Hava, of course, this is our voting machine problem, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. And uh, uh, and with the uh, Motor Voter Act, we're talking about this issue with aliens, among others. Next, uh, next topic is coordinated media attacks. Uh, we're seeing more of this. And when I mean a coordinated media attack, there's several different publications put on a hit, put out a hit piece within like 24 hours of the other publications. It looks like the research has been going on for a long time. So it's been, they're sitting waiting for it. Uh, they use unnamed sources. Uh, and uh, we've had two of them in the last few days. One was on Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, emanated mm. from Ron Romney McDaniels and her crew. All kinds of attack pieces out on Turning Point in the last few days mm. because uh -huh. very directly related to election integrity is the coordinated attack that has occurred in the last few days. It's been like five articles. Anyway, th this whole process and the whole deal of what's happened is uh, in a story we have on SecureVote.News from Gateway Pundit. Mm. And uh, uh, also, while we're mentioning True the Vote, mm -hmm. they have this uh, website, I've mentioned it before, uh, Open dot ink o-p-e-n dot i-n-k that's a website now loaded with data information raw footage of these uh, drop boxes as far as i know all kinds of things and among the other things they put together and curated is uh, they have a complete georgia file and you know i bring up georgia every week uh because there's yeah. so much going on there we're still and on nothing but this file is invaluable, and particularly if you do try to keep track and sort out all these lawsuits and all the different claims of voter fraud, of which Georgia has several with documentation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, go to open.inc, which is uh, run by True the Vote, that right, is, right, you can look right. at. Now, I just went there, Lou, and I have, it's called the world's fastest growing digital banking enterprise. So nope, that's not it. It's open, O-P-E-N dot I-N-C. I-N-K. Oh, I-N-K. Yeah, weird, huh? It's a okay. weird, it's a weird uh, Open URL. Ah, uh, okay, let's see. That looks better. Information you cannot find anywhere else, it says. True timeline, and J6. I think, I think I jumped to this file 
from the other story that we've linked on SecureVote.News, the other one from Gateway Pundit. Okay, so, very but good. I haven't honestly been through this site. They've had a lot of issues and constantly having mm-hmm. DOS attacks and stuff like that. It's that been down quite a bit. Well, yeah, but, you um, get attacked. You bring out the truth, so you get attacked. But, but if you go to SecureVote.News, you can click right the Perfect. link. Perfect. So it's SecureVote.News. That's George the website. is on my mind, Lowell. I can't help it. <laughs> we're, on the, we're on the edge of our chairs waiting for that judge to make a ruling there, Lou. It. Well, you got you got one more minute if you want to take it, Lou. Well, all right, I will. Okay. Uh, we talked about the coordinated attack on to the vote. As Utahns, Lowell, we should maybe take a little bit of a look at this bill by Representative Christensen that wants to give $50,000 to an organization run by his colleague, Representative Ken Ivory. Uh, And the stated purpose of this organization is to facilitate and put together a constitutional convention. A really bad idea. And and have us pay for it. Yeah, $50,000 they want to give. And that's an executive appropriations committee. So, and, and, and so, you know, you know for sure, Lou, that the whole chamber is going to vote for the bill once it gets out of that committee. So in order to remove that item from the budget, you have to convince members of that committee to remove it because, you know, while they're in committee. So please, folks, go and, and tell the Executive Appropriations Committee to remove that line item of um, $50,000. Don't, we don't want to be giving our enemies money to fight against us. Totally not. I mean, you know, t- they say timing is everything in politics, uh, but could there possibly be a worse time to open up our Constitution, our God-given Constitution, on the floor of some meeting full of globalists and corporate people? I mean, this this could be a disaster. you got to really pay attention to this. Okay. Well, awesome, Malou. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you. SecureVote.News is the website. And this is the uh, the music. When you hear this music, <laughs> where is that music? Oh, there it is. That's the music you hear every Tuesday morning from 9.15 to 9.30. We talk election integrity news with, um, with Lou Moore from SecureVote.News. Now, 